Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Shreyas, and let's talk sports. Amateur Hour. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to episode 31 of Amateur Hour. Thank you for being here. If you're new, thank you for being here. If you're returning, thank you. Thank you for being here. Let's talk about some sports today. Uh, before we do that, I'm going to get the good vibes rolling with the weekly highs. The weekly highs. So my personal weekly high this week is that tomorrow I've mentioned my desire to pursue a career in voice acting yes. before. But tomorrow I'm recording my second demo. So I already have a demo reel that has been done. It's my character reel. So if anybody's looking for video games for characters, I have that for you. But tomorrow I'm going to be recording my commercial reel, which has been an area of growth and struggle for me. But after quite a few long months of hard work, I'm feeling pretty good about it. So I'm excited to do that. I'm excited to actually like get these reels and start sending them out to people and see where it goes. So my high is my excitement. How'd you feel about the first one when you recorded it? Because I remember we recorded our podcast right before and you were you were like, I gotta, you know, I can't do too much vocally because I wanna I wanna make sure that, you know, this this demo goes well. So how did you feel about the first one? First one I honestly felt I feel like eighty seven percent good about it. Which is good. I that's think that's good. Honestly. That's high. No, that's high. Though I would change, there was honestly two things that I would change. I would change the placement of some of the voices. I would put some of the stronger ones up in the front because it's 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 just a known fact now that like producers and audio engineers and people who are hiring won't listen to more than 15 seconds of your reel. So I wanted to take a couple of my, what I thought were my stronger voices, put them up front and then put some of the ones that, you know, the, the guy that I worked with produced, um, put some of the ones that are already up front in the back. The so it's kind of like would, it's kind of like creating a voice resume, right? It's exactly like creating a voice resume. Yeah. And the other thing I would change was there was one character where I just for fun we were playing around and I just did it in a much higher pitch, and I listened to it and I'm like, mm, that doesn't sound good. So I would have put like the regular one in versus that. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. So when when you do something like that, do you like bring characters beforehand? Like, okay, I want to do like I don't know a cartoon lion or. And you have you know, like with like this type of situation, or do you kind of just go off the rip and you say, okay, this is still something I've been feeling, something I've been working on, type of thing? It's mostly, especially for the real, it's definitely a lot of preparation. It's mm-hmm. a lot of identifying strengths, mm. bringing up your weaknesses, uh, identifying your characters, what your capabilities are. But then sometimes, you know, over the weeks and when you get into the studio, there's a little bit of playtime. So there's a little bit like, oh, just take that. 35% slower, like with your cadence, right? And then it's, oh, yeah. pitch that up, pitch that down. Now try that moving literally like the corner, like holding the corner of your mouth still. So that stuff is fun. And like it, it, that's another skill is to be able to like improvise and come up with something based off a of direction or your own intuition. Right, um, right. But a lot for the real was prepared beforehand. So like I have a list in my notebook, which I use for the podcast of, you know, characters and stuff like that, that I've gone through things, you know, stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for sports, the USA. Has one gold. Oh, I thought we were continuing. We'll work on that. We'll work on that. Yeah. We get a, uh, yeah. No, but I thought that was good. I thought that was a good first run. So USA, Team USA. God, I love this country. Uh, has won <laughs> gold, the most gold medals in the Olympics, beating China by one. I feel like every time I turned on the Olympics, China was cleaning up. Yo, China was cleaning up, especially in those uh, diving. I don't know if you're watching Olympic diving. They were insane. But they are, they are yep. the nastiest divers I've ever seen. Like in, insane, like perfect form. Like I, like I, I think like the one thing I know is like they judge based based on like how much splash, right? Oh yeah. And I was like, I did like almost didn't see a droplet. It was like slithery how they were getting into the water. It was crazy. 
<laughs> is that a snake or a human? <laughs> Isn't one of their divers like wicked young too? They all look pretty young, but they, they all look pretty young. Yeah. I think one of them was literally like fourteen or fifteen. Oh, is there is there an age limit? Do you know about Olympics? Well, no, I don't think so because remember in skateboarding, two of the girls who won were I think like twelve and fourteen respectively. Oh wow, I didn't watch too much skateboarding, but that's insane. Good for them. Yeah, I like so. I guess if you, and we had a guy for U.S. Uh, track. I cannot remember his name. Uh, he's seventeen, and he was in the final yeah. for the men's two hundred meter. That's crazy. And he was what, what a champ. What a champ because I saw him. Excuse me. What a champ because I saw him and when I watched the race, he looked like he just rolled out of bed. Looked like he could not be bothered. <laughs> like he was just so casual. He had like kind of like a half smile on his face. Then when the gun like sounded, this man was ripping. He came in fourth. Yo, that's pure talent. Pure talent. I mean, there was, an- too. There was yeah. another one. Uh, I was watching, I think it was sat- Friday or Saturday. And they did the women's marathon yeah and yep. the u.s participant um i forgot what her name was but she was 27 she'd only run three marathons fully before this and she got bronze or she, yeah she got bronze which is insane she had wow. only perf- like run three full marathons in preparation and yeah, that's yeah like i guess in in um other marathons like you know what i mean i don't know about her own training and stuff but three full marathons and she got bronze in the olympic level that's pretty insane it was so humid the day they did it i'm pretty sure what they did was they moved locations because they were like oh yeah it's gonna be like way better weather on this island and then it was it was like (laughs) as bad (laughs) it was like horrible humidity and they they still ran it. it was pretty insane what she did yeah, they just but so I think the US cleaned up in well in basketball. Ha <laughs> <laughs> We'll talk, which about, we'll talk about at the end of the podcast. But US cleaned up in basketball, both men and women's. We also did great at shooting. We won gold in like quite a few shooting events. It feels very American, so I I'm proud. Wrestling as well and a little bit of swimming were like our most popular events. Yes. Swimming and running as well. Swimming, I was I think I was more I don't know what you were more focused on, Max, but I felt like I was fixated a lot on volleyball, mm. swimming, basketball, and track. Like I think those I think probably a lot of people are like the same. Like they don't I don't know, they don't really under, like know when the other sports are on, but I feel like people get up because they know like okay, prime time is either swimming, track, basketball kind of thing. So mm-hmm. uh, were you mm-hmm. able to watch any of the other any other sports that we There were was about? some yeah, like I, I would just, you know, turn on the boob tube and would find the most like random events. I didn't know that canoe racing was a thing, but boy, like, are these men like and women jacked. Or canoeing? Like canoeing. Like you're like oh. up sitting up in a canoe or you're sitting down in like a little canoe and like racing. It's literally like a 200 meter sprint through the water. That Yeah, no idea. I saw I saw a bunch of the like the, the rowing, like what we would say, like crew those types of events okay with like multiple people yeah 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 or two or two but i they were like you know like the thinner boats i didn't see like a full-on like canoe race yeah the canoes were like yeah that was insane i saw some handball i watched a little bit of the table tennis there were the olympics were good this year i I was impressed i saw oh you know what was a good moment was i think it was the the high jump the men's high jump and um the they were going they had they were going into a jump off between Italy and Qatar I think yeah and the Olympic guy the IOC guy was like all right like we could go into a jump off and then the participant for Qatar was like can we do two golds and he was like the IOC guy was like it is possible he was like history man and he mm-hmm. he he like high five the italian guy the italian guy was like so happy it was one of the most joy like joyous videos i've ever watched he like jumped on him because i think they both come back from like serious injuries yeah and, and they both were like when he said history man i was like oh man i almost started crying that was like such a good moment for yeah for both of them two people coming together yeah it was awesome it's cool i didn't know that they could give out two golds but yeah, so I guess when it, I guess in this case, because they, they would have had to go to a jump off, they both I guess would have had to agree to go into the jump off because at at one point like they kept they would have they I think they like um, missed on the same high jump. I think they the bar fell off on both, and so they were like, all right, well, 
I guess it's one jump takes all or something. And then they both were like, nah, I think we were, I think we want the gold. <laughs> we'll share it. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was awesome. That was, that was really, really cool. I also watched Shot Put. Oh, I watched I uh, that one. Ryan Krauser absolutely destroy. I mean, this man was cruising. He's throwing, you know, 73. Do they measure it by feet? Uh, probably no, meters, right? Probably, probably meters. I mean, this man was yeah. hauling. It was like it was like sixty eight, low seventies, and then all of a sudden he threw like seventy six, on his last shot, blew everybody else out of the water, took home gold. Uh, his whole family was. It's just so nice too to watch these families celebrate. You know, they yeah. get the big watch parties, not just in the U.S. but all across the world. Uh, I remember when you know, I again, I'm I'm doing terrible with the names today, but when the Canadian guy he won the the 200. I mean, you saw like his family celebrating, uh, just wholesome, really wholesome. Yeah. You wish, you wish they were like, you know, right next to him, like, you know, in the stands or something, but I did like how all the U S participants had their families had, you know, they gave them like a camera or something like to Mm -hmm. like for like almost any sport. I feel like I saw like for the marathon, the families I saw, you know, swimming water polo like i saw a bunch of, like of sports have watch parties and those cameras that they like kind of panned out to after mm-hmm. after a win or something which is i thought it was i thought it was the good moments coming out of that yeah yeah really just wholesome all right really wholesome well shreyas let's get depressed bring us yeah. to the lows <laughs> not not so wholesome <laughs> the lows you know what's depressing me max is what my my phone battery dude i need oh phone. no yeah this week's been rough on the phone i think i'm i'm in that point where it's working so i just never am you know i'm just too lazy to look for a new one because i'm like ah, it's working but then mm-hmm. i get so frustrated when it's like at 30 percent mm-hmm. and then it just shuts off or <laughs> i've had it i've had it this week where it's at 70 and then it does this thing where it restarts like out of nowhere. Like I'll just be on like an app what? and I'll just restart and I'll come back. And then what? when I look at it, when it comes back, it's like down to 40. I was like, the math uh, doesn't add up. That's so. It, yeah. Really, really weird stuff. I think it's getting to that age where, you know, I need to put it down. But, oh no, take it out to the backyard. <laughs> but but I just like it just works and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you get it when you're like, oh, this is like this has been working. I felt I think I felt the same way about getting a new mic. I was like, oh, but this has been working. But then when you mm-hmm. get a new thing, you're like, oh, this Ooh. is working so much better. I yep. think I need to get over that hump of oh, if I get a new phone, it'll like I will be so much happier. And then but I'm not like <laughs> You get what I'm saying? Like, I just like, mm-hmm. I'm not, I haven't done it yet. So I don't know how that euphoria will feel of getting a new phone, but <laughs> it'll feel, oh man, it'll just go so fast and it'll be, and I won't have to charge it every two hours. And there are times when if I'm in the car for an hour, which I've been over the past couple of weeks, yep. I've had to shut my phone off just so Dude. that I can use it when I get to the, pl- get to the place. Oh, like I have to legitimately like I can't use it because if I turn it back on, it's going to like be down 10, 15 percent. And then I'm just going to like keep using it. And then it's going to be by the time I get there, it's going to be like 50 percent. I'm like, oh, this is useless. When we're going to if I if I have to take a picture, I'm not going to be able to do anything. It's, hor- <laughs> it's honestly awful. But that's dude, that's <laughs> not good at all. So what do you think? Do you know what you want to get? Okay. So I feel I'm very old fashioned with my phone. Like, honestly, <laughs> honestly, like I, I, I was like at a point where I was like, I could get like a $100 phone if it had a headphone jack in it. But then I'm like, no, 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 I can't do that because <laughs> I, I'm, I'm too good. I, I need the smartphone. I'm, I'm too, I'm too addicted, but yeah, I don't know. Looking at like, <laughs> looking at like a Samsung I'm an Android. I'm an Android. Are you an Android? Thank you. Oh yes, I'm absolutely yes. an Android boy. Yes. And all you Apple people out there can respectfully mind your business. The hatred I have been the hatred that has been spewed in my direction 
over the years it's ridiculous yeah i mean people just don't know what freedom looks like it's ridiculous it's fine but they don't know what freedom they don't know what customization looks like (laughs) really customization is a key customization is key and you want to stay on your simple simple ios just because what i get blue text and i can rename my group (laughs) chat you know that twitter that twitter apple behavior is so toxic yeah it no it really is i mean that 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 twitter apple behavior is on tiktok it's on instagram i mean there is if you have anything but the iphone 12 you're you're like poor if you have an older (laughs) iphone or if you have an android you're dead to society that's just how it is like 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 literal like clicks it's like high school all over again with the phones yeah but yeah so samsung i'm really looking at or the google pixel probably one of those two the samsung's a little expensive and the google pixel is pretty affordable but mm. you know i've heard good things about the pixel i'm not gonna lie yeah I actually heard good definitely things. definitely yeah. so with my sports low um i wanted to kind of you know i'm gonna shorten it this time but i'm going i wanted to kind of add on to my rant from last episode about the red sox i know we i know i talked heavily about how they really flubbed <laughs> If you missed the deadline, <laughs> if you if you missed last last week's section, oh boy. I was thinking about making it like its own thing. No, I honestly thought it could have just stood on its own. It was like a little, nice little like <laughs> separate section, like a bonus clip, you know, for our Patreons and subscribers. Absolutely. However, it was still in the episode, so go check that out if you have not for part one of Shreyas's Red Sox rant. Oh, we'll do we'll do more bonus content coming up soon. If I get you know, if if me or Max Max and I get in our bags, we'll. We'll we'll put we'll shell out some bonus content. I'm always in my bag, Shreya. So I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, maybe I just need to get on a more consistent bag. <laughs> but you got you gotta get a new phone and a new bag. Right get, now, you, you have know, a you have a burlap sack my, right now, Shreya. My bag, my bag has a hole in it. <laughs> <laughs> Why do things keep falling out of my bag? But yeah, so the Red Sox, not man. Not been good is an understatement because they're three and ten in their last thirteen games, including before the deadline. But these past after deadline games, trade deadline games, have been so horrendous. Like today, they had a seven-two lead, and they lost nine to eight. What? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Horrible. They they gave up three three runs in the eighth inning. Horrible. Um, it's just not been good. Now we're hearing. Kyle Schwarber, who I talked about as their only real deadline acquisition for offense, it had who is already out with a hamstring injury, had a setback because he has been, I guess, like I don't know, using his groin too much. He now has a groin injury along with it. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. What, I don't know what he's doing. But not very good. If you thought, hey, he's gonna be back at the end of the month, and now he has a setback, you know, groin injury that's the only guy you picked up on offense. And then your two other pitches that you picked up legitimately suck ass. <laughs> like I don't like, I probably could have told you that before you picked him up, but Hey, you I watched mean, him play. You watched him play. I, I you, you see what they're, you see what they're throwing and they're throwing straight meatballs. Like mama Mia, oh. uh. <laughs> but yeah. So not been good. Max, you and I are going to the game on Tuesday. I'm excited. This will be the first time that I will be seeing Shreyas. Yes, in in the first like in a year and a half. Literally, legitimately, that, in a year. almost like two. No, we we sorry. So oh, we got we got we got, we got dinner that one time. We yeah. got dinner that one yeah. time. But yes, it'll be great, unless they lose like they've been losing the past couple of days. It's gonna be then it'll temper my. It'll be great to see you, Max. But we all want a Red Sox win, and that would you know, of course. Oh, what, we don't we don't go to the game to watch them lose. Oh man, I've already watched one loss. And uh, I don't well, okay, but you I'm were you sad. were you were in Yankee Stadium though. Yeah, so it made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> it made it made it worse because <laughs> I have to hear I have to hear New York New York at the end of the game because I won. I'm like, ah, ah well, this song. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and just rub it in a little bit extra. Yeah. yeah, but now we can sing "Sweet Caroline." Sweet Caroline, and I love that dirty water. I want to hear it. Love that dirty water. <laughs> I love that daddy water. Yeah. Well, that's depressing. Um, I also, one of my friends uh, who is a Phillies fan was rubbing in the fact that the Phillies are getting close to the top, I guess. 
They've been playing well recently. Yeah. Yeah. Their pitching is has been really good. Zach Wheeler in general uh, has been really good. But yeah, they've been clicking. It, it, coming into it, the season, I was like, yeah, Philly's gonna Phillies, right? They're gonna be in the middle. They're probably gonna miss the miss the playoffs, miss the wild card. Oh, but I don't know. They've been picking it up. Usually, you know, usually if you get a good stretch down here in August and in like early September, you can really make a good push. So, hey, oh, more power to them. We need to we need a good push at the Red Sox. So, mm-hmm. absolutely. All right. Well. Let's get right into that meat and right into that potatoes. Mm-hmm. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Ding and I'm not talking about Christmas. I'm not talking dong. about Christmas. It is NBA free agency season. That is the most wonderful time of the year. My God, Shrey, do I love free agency slash off season where you get to see all your favorite players get mixed around in this weird mumbo jumbo puzzle piece jigsaw kind of fashion where they go from one team to another team to another team for draft picks or players or cash considerations here we are yeah if i'm not at the end of the free agency period or off season period saying wait where is that guy again then you haven't done your job as a team because I need like massive amounts of movement. I need to be constantly on my toes going, Oh, he went there or like, Oh, I didn't think he was going to go there. I need all of that. Like I need doubt. I need power moves. I need all of it. Like, and it's, I think, think, yeah, I think we've been pretty good so far for the first week, week and a half. I I agree. I mean, free agency was crazy. So last week we talked about how Russell Westbrook went to the Lakers. Uh, I thought, you know, that the Lakers lost their depth because they traded away so many pieces. Well, (laughs) that is no longer the case anymore as we have the old head squad returning to the Lakers. (laughs) So for the first time in history, Carmelo Anthony and LeBron James will be taking the court as teammates not as competitors. So Carmelo Anthony signed with the Lakers in a crazy move. Dwight Howard returned to the Lakers in another less crazy, but still crazy move. Uh, We have Alex Caruso leaving the Lakers to go to the Bulls. I mean, and they get back and Kendrick Nunn goes from Miami to the Lakers. Kent Bazemore also signed on with the Lakers. Trevor Ariza went to the Lakers. Wayne Ellington. Wayne Ellington. Yeah, you have... A lot of of guys that are in their 30s, well into their 30s. Malik Monk. Malik Monk, too. We can't forget about him. He's pretty good. Yes, Malik Monk is good. He could not. They they replaced uh, him with Ish Smith on the Hornets. (laughs) I think so. I think that was. Oh, I love Ish Smith. I think we love Ish Smith just because I feel like he's going to be 40 and still running circles around people. That man will never lose his speed for some reason. His high. One of the highest motors I've ever seen. (laughs) So the Lakers, Shrey, big, big moves, big signings. And these guys are signing for, you know, not a lot of cash. It just seems like they want to either play with LeBron or go for a chip. How do you feel about the team composition as a whole? So now that we are past last week and we're allowed to talk about it, how do you feel about Lal? Yeah, I feel probably the same, if not a little better about them. I think I I, I expressed some doubt in the last episode about um. Westbrook's fit early on but I didn't express much doubt about him being able to fit over the long term and I feel like getting the talent is you know 50% of the battle and then you just you know you'll figure it out kind of at the end of the day right so I like how they did that I think that will solidify you know another piece that someone has to defend on the opposite on the opposite team I do like all these little kind of smaller pieces that are coming in they don't require a lot of money because they're not really the same players that they were. They don't demand the same market. You know, the Malik monks of the world, the tail and Horton Tuckers. He got a pretty good contract. THT got a bag. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's, he was a guy who, you know, a G league alumni who worked every year. You saw his stats get better every year this past year before this actual season. I mentioned, I don't know, you know, I, I didn't mention on the pod, but, I was really impressed with how THT plays. Uh, and he, there were several games where he, I don't know if you could say he took over, but man, he was really, really balling out for a little bit. I like uh, him. I job. like him as a bench kind of facilitator. I think that's one thing he's really good yeah. at as, yep. 
as like this kind of weird hybrid guard forward thing. I don't think he's like a straight point guard. And I think it shows sometimes because he kind of made a couple silly turnovers that I've seen from him. But it happens. It happens, right? So he's not a straight point guard. But when he's asked to kind of fill that role as a little bit of a facilitator of LeBron's off the court, I think he can do that. And I think they paid him like that. They paid him almost like as a all around player, like like Malik Monk is a straight shooter, but he only made what like one or two million on his contract. So yeah. they expect THT to have a better role or do more for their team in whatever minutes he gets. And you know, getting these veterans like Trevor Ariza and Mello and Wayne Ellington, guys Dwight Howard back again, like guys that have been around that they don't need to like kind of prove themselves in a sense they know what they no, are not anymore they yeah. don't need to make their role bigger than they were like Melo was already okay playing as a bench player and hey portland. props to him for his time in portland yeah. you know he he came on he didn't have to sign with portland portland didn't have to pick him up i think they they he, they played together for two years Melo won some games for them Melo made some big shots. I seemed like they had a good time. I thought he fit pretty well. Were they championship caliber? No, not at all. No. But, you know, that was like a good, you know, prop support Portland for giving him a chance to play because the fact that he was discounted, what, was that three years ago for no reason by the Rockets and, and just by yeah. other teams? They're like, oh, he he's never going to play again. 12 games in that second season in OKC, right? Or no, in the Rockets, he he made it twelve games or something, right? And then he got kicked. And then he got kicked. Yeah, and then he was yeah. out for a year, and it thought we thought that he was going to retire to bring himself back, and now you know I think he's probably going on th- his third or fourth he, year. He's prevalent, that. pretty good, pretty cool. Yeah, Melo's yeah, Melo's prevalent. I, like I yeah. yeah, put some respect on his name. Definitely, <laughs> definitely, yeah, for sure. Another team, Max, that I kind of want to talk about is Miami. Mm. I thought they made a bunch of like like a bunch of moves, and we'll talk about we'll talk about their biggest move. But what do you think about you know bringing oh. back Gabe Vincent? Bring who else did they get? Deep, well, Debo signed an extension, so Duncan Robinson, yeah, signed huge an extension, extension. For five, you, five year ninety mil. Man, what do you that think is, about that contract? Uh, he got the bag. Lot. He got a massive bag, but as a I That's guess if lot. you were a Miami fan looking at five for 90 for Duncan Robinson, is that a price that you would have paid at this stage? You know, he was solid this past year, but man, he's making almost, he's making like as much money as Marcus Smart. No, he's making as much money as like Evan Fournier, basically. 18 yeah. mil a year. Yeah. So that's a little much to be completely honest for me. I mean, he's a great shooter. He's becoming a, a you know, he, I, I'm, I think he has the potential to become one of the top shooters in the league, just in terms of efficiency, in terms of shot creation, in terms of off-ball movement, things like that. Uh, I think 18 mil a year at this point is a little pricey, to be completely honest. I think people found a a, a lot, like how to guard him overall. They kind of found how he runs off screens and stuff. He was, he gets a little bit, he got a little bit inefficient, probably in the second half of the season i was finding that he was you know getting locked down more coming off screens and he wasn't able to get the same looks that he was last year when he was like drilling threes and no one could figure out how he was weaving through yeah but i think he really needs to get better at his on ball Mm -hmm. um just like just having the ball taking a couple dribbles finding some open space his his mid range, like I think he, this contract basically requires him to become more of an all around player. Like I don't think, yeah, I like I don't think you can be a JJ Redick type and get be worth ninety million dollars over five years. I don't think yep. that. Like people will say, oh yeah, he's you know three threes a game, but if he's not doing anything else, then like I don't know, like there's a lot of those types of players that could get you three threes a game now. It's become a three point shooting league. So, Absolutely, and defensively, of, he can get exposed as well. Yes, that's true. I too. mean, you can get exposed. You saw, you saw the game, the uh, team's game plan. After, I mean, well, you saw the Lakers in the finals two years yes. ago. Now, their plan was to attack Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson yes. on on defense, and they got a lot of buckets. I mean, I just watched. I saw a couple highlight plays from LeBron where, I mean, it's LeBron, so you know, 
take it with a grain of salt, but he would literally just like strip Tyler Hero or Robinson, shrug them off, and just run down the court for an easy bucket. They yeah, so they definitely the young kids need I guess need to have a better court presence. I think <laughs> Tyler Hero gets a lot more I don't know praise even though I don't know he hasn't really done as much really either like he's had great playoff <laughs> moments wait 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 we say say Jack Harlow made a song about Tyler Hero so why would we make a song if he's not good honestly that <laughs> if that might be his career highlight right now I can't really think of much <laughs> else. I, like seriously like the other the other thing is the the like the smirk right where he I absolutely think, dogged the Celtics, yeah. I can't. Well, I can't think of many Tyler Hero like game changing moments he's had. Yeah. Well, he yeah he dogged the Celtics. I can remember that one. That was a that was I was very sad. That one's burned that. into my mind. Yeah, I can't because forget. no one was guarding him, and I was like, okay, it's okay. He's he's hitting the eight straight. Can someone guard him now? But Mark <laughs> Smart's like, like, all right, guys, fine. Okay, all right. Yeah, I can't. Well, like I I think like a lot of these contracts that. I don't know. I feel like we need to see more on the real. I, I feel like you're paying on potential. And if you're overpaying on potential, that can kind of burn you. And that's kind of how I feel about the Duncan Robinson contract. Not saying he won't be a great player. Not saying he's not going to be, per- he's perfect for that team because they need shooting. Mm-hmm. And especially the way he shoots the ball. But I don't know. There, I feel like either there was a cheaper option or he's got to be a better all around player. One of those things got to happen for that contract to be worth it just just a bag man just a bag and miami regardless though miami made some moves and they got they got rid of a lot of people uh whether by choice or the players but aladipo resigned for one year deal yeah and then uh pj tucker championship yeah this was big i was actually surprised by this however my policy is if you help a team win a championship, you have the right to go wherever you want. For sure. You don't have to stay. This is the Kawhi clause in my book, right? For sure. I feel like. So, PJ, T- right. So, get the I bag. mean, for, for those of you. Get the you, bag. Well, yeah. Get the bag. Well, PJ Tucker, I mean, that's the thing is that you came in, you were a role player, a very good role player on the Bucks. You won. You won it all. You can now, I don't care if you want to go play for Sacramento, if you want to go to the Lakers, I don't care if you want to go to the Bucks arch nemesis, you can go wherever you want. You helped them win, you celebrated, you did your job. It's your career, man. Mm-hmm. It's your career. Maybe some Bucks fans, I'm, and I'm sure they're a little bit salty. They're like, dude, why wouldn't you stay to run it back? He can go wherever he wants to. And I feel like, I feel like that type of player, like, he, so he he's not like the end all be all like it's not like Giannis moving or Middleton moving so <laughs> you should as a Bucks fan be like you know thank you for your service you you did amazing on defense and you yep. know you really brought a high energy kind of play but yep. at the same time you should be like okay can we find a similar kind of player on the market can we find a defensive first forward on the market and usually you'll be able to get that and I think you know there were people I don't know if well, I'll look into, you know, if they got that type of person already, but Miami definitely got that type of person. They got PJ Tucker and they got Marcus Markeith Morris. They got some mm-hmm. dogs now. So mm-hmm. as if, as if they didn't need any, <laughs> if they didn't need any more, they already had Jimmy Butler. They got, they already have Jimmy Butler Morris yep. and Tucker now. So they're, they're, they're going to be crazy on defense now. Absolutely. And Adebayo. Oh my God. Dude. Oh. oh dude. Adebayo is uh. awesome. Awesome. I know. Uh. Right. So let's talk about the kicker here. Point guard position. So actually, yes. oh, and as well, Dra- Dragic re-signed on a one-year deal, one-year extension. So he will still be on the roster. Um, for the time do being. You think he's a, for the time being. Do you think he's a trade piece? Do you think any more yes. trades are going to be made? So he's he's definitely a trade piece to what you were going to mention right now, Max, which is? Right, which is Kyle Lowry from the Toronto Raptors is coming to the warm, sunny Miami for a three-year, $90 million deal. Yeah. Wow. So this is a deal we actually, I actually thought was going to happen at the trade deadline, but mm-hmm. Toronto didn't pull the trigger. I don't know what was kind of in the works at that time. I thought, honestly, I thought it was going to be around the same package. I thought Dragic was going to be involved in that trade deadline deal. And it's looking like it's not fully finalized because as we'll talk about, there is some you know, issues going on with, with that with that Kyle Lowry deal, but 
it looks like Dragic might be a part of that trade going back to Toronto. <laughs> but yeah. as just a player, Max, what do you think about Kyle Lowry moving to Miami from Toronto? Oh, I mean, uh, Kyle Lowry, again, also did your job in Toronto, helped him win a chip. Kyle nine Lowry's years. nine years, man. Are they, I heard rumors, too, that Toronto is going to possibly retire his number seven, which, wow, what an ode to Kyle Lowry. What a, what a, what a respectful gesture. Uh, I think that's great. I think Raptors, from what I gather, they're pretty, they're happy, you know, with him being there. They're obviously sad to see him go because he was their guy. Um, but for Kyle Lowry, you know, the Heat are... I didn't even Yo, think can, I, can I side tangent, Max? Yeah, Toronto, yeah. Tor- Toronto's got to, you know, stop with the beef with Vince Carter, dude. His his jersey should have been retired years ago. This Toronto... Mm, that's a fact. That's Toronto a fact. Vince Carter beef is so it's petty. Dumb. It's, it's so like, dumb. Oh, my God, dude. It's like... Okay, yeah. He was kind of he was kind of an give, ass. Give at the, the spark end. notes. Yeah, Shrey, give the spark notes version for people who don't know. Yeah, so he was just an ass at the end of his deal. He was, you know, he wasn't playing much because, you know, he was in and out Salty. of injuries and he was he wasn't really he was dogging it kind of at his last couple of years, and then he asked for the trade and then he gets traded to New Jersey. So Toronto fans were like, you know, got a bad taste in their mouth because Vince Carter hasn't been the hardest worker, I can say, as a basketball player, <laughs> but he's one of the most talented of this generation. And he spent a lot of years in Toronto and he, you know, brought him to a couple playoff runs and he, you know, all the high flying, you know, you, everyone knows about it. They need to stop that beef, dude. His, his number should have been retired in the Raptors. He should be, he, des- he should be deserved to be immortalized as a Raptor, but Kyle Lowry, the same Absolutely. way. Those two are Raptors. I feel those are quintessential Raptors right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, who can forget Vince Carter's debut in his early days playing with Toronto. My God, oh my God. one of the highest flyers the NBA has ever seen. Incredible. It's, it was must-watch basketball. TV. It was must-watch must TV. TV. Yeah. Unreal. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, no, so I agree. Squash the beef, people. Squash it. Yes. So, yeah, so Kyle Lowry going down. Uh, I think that's great for Miami. I didn't know that they were going to rebuild, but my God, their, their, their GM, their management is phenomenal. They're like, okay, <laughs> we got swept in the first round time to make changes they made changes while retaining their superstars and talent the one questionable move we just talked about was the excessive bag for Debo yeah outside of that I mean getting rid of like Kendrick Nunn who was not really doing anything for you and then bringing in Kyle Lowry as like a replacement point guard huge getting rid of Goran Dragic who is at the end of his rope I don't know why the Raptors took him but well I guess they wanted him probably for Precious Achua too yeah. Um, who's like part of the thing. But so apparently. And I like him issue, too. I like Precious Chua. I think. I do I, too. There is a couple. I think there was a game or two where Bam was out with injury. And Precious Chua stepped up. I think he's he's kind of that Montrez Harrell type. Like 6'8", 225. Scrappy, you know. gets boards, stays yep. in the paint type of guy. I kind of I like him for that team. Yep. Yeah, he was the 20th pick in 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of a dog. Yeah. He, so that I mean the yeah. good, you know, I well, I, I don't know. I if I was the Raptors, I wouldn't want to pick up Dragic, but but with the future in Achua, I like that. Especially with apparently Aaron Baines getting hurt. Yeah, I heard about that too. He might be out for the season. It's kind Not of scary good. too. I I checked on his injury. I think it was like a like a severe neck injury that I yeah. really didn't know how, how it happened, but it might think it happened to international play, but that's kind of tough because scary. their depth is yeah, their depth is at center. I think they have Ken Birch now. They resigned him, so they're not the greatest in depth. They don't have that one guy anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know when the last time they had that one guy was. They they kind of have been you know flip flopping at center. Marcus All, Serge Ibaka. People thought they were going to get Drummond at one point to solidify the center position. Center has been a kind of a weakness for Toronto. So we'll see what Precious Chua can do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but so I don't know. I guess my, my final thoughts are, I think that's fine for Kyle Lowry, for the Raptors, for the heat. It, it's a fine deal. Uh, you know, Kyle Lowry has, I guess, three more years to play. Good for him. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't really have a problem with that. I, do I think that that makes the heat contenders? I think it definitely helps him. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I think, I think point guard was a weakness last year. I know that a lot of the times Jimmy Butler is bringing about, it up. Guys, curious, what about Tyler Hero? Man, I, he's just not—he's just not there. He's just not there yet. I think he's beep, better served. Beep, beep. He's definitely. Beep, beep, beep. Be- <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. 
he definitely was better served as a as kind of this like in a backup role. I think he can learn a lot from Kyle Lowry just having that veteran point like having a veteran point guard to play behind. Uh, Kyle Lowry's going to teach him how to take a charge. Oh man, maybe you know you know could you know thicken up in the trunk too. You could get some tips from Kyle Lowry on that too. Oh, he's got he is dragging a wagon, a full a, a full on dump truck. <laughs> My God, beep, that's the beep, fattest dump truck beep, I've ever seen. Beep, beep. <laughs> He's just backing it up. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, there is. Uh, well, do you, Shrey, do you want to talk about the, 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 what was the other deal? Yeah. So the, the one, the other team that did a lot over the past, you know, year really, but also, you know, solidified it in the off season was the Chicago Bulls. And that first deal that they did was Lonzo Ball, where they yes. did the sign and trade. But they also brought in DeMar DeRozan as well. Huge. Which is huge. I did, did not. That was the one. I think that was the most unexpected thing for me. Like, there mm-hmm. was a lot of, like, you know, smaller moves. They're like, oh, this guy went there. Like, interesting. But uh, DeMar DeRozan going to the Bulls really shocked me. I, I just didn't. I thought he was going. Honestly, I thought he was going to the Lakers in a sign and trade. I thought they really wanted him. But mm-hmm. I think he or the Clippers, I thought I think he was choosing between one of the L.A. teams in Chicago and Chicago just, you know, dropped the bag for him. And he was like, I, I like this team. And I, I he think went to the Windy City. Yeah. Yeah. Huge team like rebuild, getting <laughs> getting the old management out there and Gar Foreman and John Paxson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all the all the bs chicago fans had to go through and now they have <laughs> competent management that are making real like game-changing moves they got vucevic they you know they traded for a half season of tice they got sad yeah he's gone he, now he's went gone he went to houston yep but now they have lonzo ball and demar Derozan. that team is looking sweet as long as levine i think levine's gonna stay now People are questioning if Chicago is going to do enough to, you know, keep him there. I think this is. Oh, uh, now enough. they will. This is enough. Yeah, yeah. So I, our our good friend Joe Serralo thinks that the Bulls are not contenders but pretenders, which I disagree with. I, I disagree with it. I think that this team is going to mesh pretty well. I don't think that they're going to have a lot of. I don't think they're going to have a lot of issues outside of their defense. But with the right coaching and the right focus, I mean, anybody can really up their defense. Well, and my I, question is, as a, a pretender, right? It, it it comes from a, it comes from okay. On paper, they look really good, but my my thing is, they weren't, they didn't have the expectations in the first place. I still think people are when they talk about the Bulls come from like a oh the Bulls will be good, but like it's just, there's no like so like confident kind of person talking about the bulls regardless of the moves that they make right but i think that if if they get in as like a five six five six seed which i think that is totally reasonable totally possible yep like i don't think they'll be better than the celtics right now i'm telling you that right now they're gonna be better than the celtics with their current roster yeah they're not no yeah Shrey. they're not they don't have to be a number one seed right we saw atlanta who was number four go to the finals yeah they yeah they went yeah it was pretty insane like you just never know where the you know how the you know how the balls will lie like injuries happen moves can be made in the offseason like you know yeah there's still enough time for star players to be distraught and ask for a trade like anything can happen and i feel like that's just a part of the game and that's kind of a part of the intrigue about sports is that okay you had the Nets, right? And before the season, the Nets were the the big favorite, and then they get James oh, Harden, the big favorite, yeah. And then you get James Harden, and you're like, why even play the season, right? But then <laughs> they lost. Yeah, well, that you get you get injuries here and there, and you got to play through them. I I hate the term like fake title. Like if it's a if it's a relative if it's a full season basically, and people have enough time to like to to get injured and get hurt, anyone can get injured or hurt. So mm-hmm. I hate fake titles. I hate that, like, oh, you know, you know, people got away with the the Nets, uh, the Bucks got away with this one and everything. Like, yeah, they did, but it's luck. Like, luck could have happened on the other side too. If Giannis was hurt, right, then people would have been like, 
oh, well, you know, the Bucks would have given it a better fight if Giannis, if Giannis was playing. Is there. So, like, yep. you can't have it both ways. So, that's what I think. It's like anything can happen. If you put your team in a good position, good things will happen. I think that's what the Bulls did in this offseason. That's all. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you you just see a move. I, and they also got Alex Caruso, who I mentioned at the start Huge, of the podcast, yes, leaving the Lakers. What a crazy another free agent signing where you're just like, wow, this guy's a dog. He's got a high motor. He's yeah. really solid. I like him on both offense and defense. I think he makes a lot of the right plays. He's smart. Is he the most talented? Oh, he can dunk too. Is he the most like talented? Talented? No, for sure not. But he's a gr- like a good player. He's a good player. And Absolutely. now with Lonzo Ball at the helm, my God, the whole thing we're like, Lonzo is a great playmaker. Now he's getting the ball to Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan and Alex Caruso, and that's just the front court, or excuse me, the back court, right? Yeah. And then you have Vucevic in in uh, in the front. You know that it's huge. It's huge. It's huge. Making, making that Vucevic deal first of all was I thought a no brainer because of what they gave up. Like you know, you had Wendell Carter, like. If he turns into something cool, but he's going to turn into something in Orlando. Uh. So he's going to (laughs) waste his years away like everyone else does in Orlando. But sad, sad, except for when Shaq and Horace Grant were there. That was the last and like Penny. Oh, man, I was I was in I wasn't even a thought back then. So that's how long it's been. That's how long it's been, right? But it's like they're they're like joking. They're like, "Oh, can we have kids one day? Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe after this magic run finishes." (laughs) Oh, that was quick. (laughs) All right, well, time to get pregnant. (laughs) But I will say, I will say, um, if if Grant Hill had stayed healthy, T Mac Grant Hill would have been a a really nice combo. And -hmm. then that, and then there's that rumor that you know. Tim Duncan wanted to come to Orlando and he met with, he met with the magic. And then he, one of the people in his camp at the dinner that they had with Tim Duncan asked doc rivers, if family members would be allowed on the team plane and doc rivers said, no. (laughs) And then he resigned with San Antonio. And how many chips do they have? And how many do the magic? have? Dude, That's the same thing. That's like KD coming to Boston. You know, you're like so close. And if you are one of those fans in that fan base, my God. Oh, no, no. Doc learned his lesson because he allowed every family member. I think Pierce told the story. It's like he, he was like that. He, I think when he heard the story, he was like, that's so funny. Because when we tried to get KG and Ray Allen, Doc said, yes, all family members can come. <laughs> He learned his lesson. He was like, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mess a thing up twice." But with the Bulls, I think what's huge is because they finally have this kind of solid starting point guard in Lonzo Ball. You know, hopefully, we'll we'll talk a little about this. But I think they have now really good depth. Like they don't have to start Kobe White. I think Kobe White plays well in stretches. But I don't mm-hmm. think he's ready to be a starting point guard. I For think sure. he's too inconsistent. Sure. I think his shooting, like it, it just isn't there. He has he has, he has flashes. Really good days. He has flashes. Oh yep. man, does he have flashes? Like I remember last year in the second half, he was he was money in the second half. I think he averaged yeah. close to twenty points a game. And then people are like, oh man, like Kobe White could come in and play really well. And then he has a, a like another kind of slow start. And then he has like a good stretch in the second half, but he just doesn't finish off well this year. So having Lonzo Ball, who is a facilitate first point guard, he's not going to score. So he does not care about his points. He'll pass to Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan and Vucevic, and he's going to be fine. Like, he knows his role. And I think that's perfect. I wish he came to the Celtics because that's the exact type of player we need around the two Js. But, a thousand percent. Yep. But the Bulls, like you can't argue that that's like not a great fit. So... Mm-hmm. really good really good um piece right there and max you know r- around him and lowry there's some a little bit of a controversy yeah so apparently so yeah so apparently around the two trades there is some rumors and an investigation an official investigation going on with tampering and the tampering happens which shreyas actually just explained this to me to clarify happens when a player is still technically on another team but there's some sort of like gray area stuff where another team will approach them say hey do you want to come here maybe some secret or under the deal tables are done maybe some benefits are already being thrown out things like that so the nba is investigating both the kyle lowry to miami and the lonzo ball to the bulls deals 
and usually mags i think in most most scenarios as long as it's not overt right or a lot of the times the league will look the other way especially if they kind of yeah. want a trade to happen like you can't tell me when anthony davis was i was just traded. about to say yeah yep. so you can't tell me I, when anthony davis is getting traded that lebron wasn't having conversations with him uh-huh you oh you, you shreyas no you yeah exactly I, i'll say that once more for the people in the back you cannot tell me that when ad was getting traded that lebron was not on his phone or sending him an email or sending him a pigeon being like hey ad what's up what are you doing you like the sunshine you like wearing yellow you know like that was absolutely happening and when stuff like that happens typically it's just a fine yeah and then and then don't forget too Kyrie and KD were having conversations during All-Star break about teaming up in New York when the season yeah. ended when they and were the Knicks creating. fans were like it's us yeah so like, like oh, it happens cool all the time especially when you know the league kind of wants to you know that's a good trade that's you know that's a good signing well when but, the league is so superstar focused mm-hmm. for sure yeah mm-hmm. and so and so you know people kind of turn the other cheek and they're like oh it's still a good it's a good signing like you know mm-hmm. there was no technical tampering because no one called it out but in this case i'm not really sure why they called it out but i think there was a like there were signs of tampering like i think i saw a tweet that said that kyle lowry didn't have to go through a physical before the the sign and trade happened because Miami was certain that he was in you know good physical shape for them to complete the train <laughs> and now people are like hmm wait does that mean you completed a physical on him before the season ended like it's mm-hmm. kind of like that so we'll have to see like I'm I'm not too positive about about the ball tampering but I think there are some you know really strong penalties that might be coming i don't know if they're enough to cancel the invalidate the whole deal that would be a little uh, i'm not gonna lie i think that would be a little ridiculous if it's a fair trade man that's like have you ever played a fantasy basketball league where people will do that and they'll be like oh my god you did collusion because you dropped this man to the waiver wire before you did this trade and if you do this trade uh his uh point average is uh 8.1 8.1 uh, points higher, and uh, you can't do – like, has that ever happened to you? Because that's happened to me multiple times. Well, it's it's insane. I don't know if that specifically happened to me. I know, you know – In your leagues. Yeah, so I know in specifically in my leagues, we've had situations where people, like, don't like a specific piece and will, you know, Something make them sus. redo. Yeah. yeah, so they're like, they're like, you know, how did you get this piece instead of you clearly have this better player that would have fit better in this trade? How did you trade that player and still get the same value? Like, you get that type of stuff. Shreyas, there was one time, yeah, sorry to cut you off, but there yeah, was no, one no. time where I, I wanted to trade Zach Levine for Jason Tatum. They were both averaging, literally, Zach Levine was like 30.8 fantasy points per game. JT was like 30.2. And the whole league was like, this is not a fair trade. That's this such is not a fair, a fair trade. trade. Literally, it was like a one for one. I was like, I just wanted Jason Tatum on my roster. It was Zach Levine was doing great for the the rest of the season. Tatum did great for the rest of the season. They both ended up with like thirty one something. Like, like it was so fair. I, I yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand when it's more like. I feel like at this at that point with teams and fantasy and too, like it's just like, oh, personally, I wouldn't have done that trade. So I think it's unfair. I'm gonna veto. Like, yeah. yeah, like no, no, no. If both teams are cool with it and like it's not clearly someone is like like lead breaking, yeah, hustled, yeah, like you know, the <laughs> like you know, those types of things, right? Yeah, yeah, like it's not like, yeah, it's not like it's gonna just like you know, one team is not gonna rise as you know, first seed or you know, get even better. Then I think like most deals should happen. I think the same way in, in the NBA, I think it's more definitely should be stronger as a penalty in the NBA because there are more rules and stuff behind it of when you know players can get signed like obviously you don't want full-on collusion and but like it happens (laughs) like i don't know what you want to say like players find a way around the rules like it's like you can't make a rule where like there's a security guy hanging around every player making sure that every one of his conversation is not regarding a future move that they want to make hey guys 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 (laughs) come on Break it up around here. I hear you talking about the Pelicans. I know you're not in the Pelicans. I don't want this. (laughs) 
I don't want none of this. Okay. All right. Uh, another, I mean, a big, yeah. a, a big part about this, this whole tampering thing with a potential tampering thing with Lonzo and Kyle Lowry is that last year, Bogdan Bogdanovich was, you know, ready to sign a deal with Milwaukee and was going through, you know, about to go through all the stuff and the NBA invalidated that deal. And said he couldn't which go. Which I to thought Milwaukee. was ridiculous. Which I thought was ridiculous. And I was like, "Whoa! I didn't. I have not seen that in a while. I think the last time. I don't know about a deal being done, but you know, Chris Paul is about to be traded to the Lakers, right? It's kind of like that type of thing. But right. Bogdan Bogdanovich was like, like ready, sold, going to Milwaukee, and then they were like, "No, no, no!" Milwaukee talked to him before the period started, so he was like, well, I don't want to deal with this again. And then he went to Atlanta and he got basically the same deal, if not better, <laughs> which I was like, wow, that was the first time I've seen that. So mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not saying it's out of the ordinary for something like that to happen, but I mm-hmm. think these are deals that the NBA will be like, eh, okay, you can, we'll take a couple of draft picks and, you know, a million dollar fine. It's going to be, and then they look tough, but. You know, I just don't even tough. think it has to go that far. I think it literally should just be a fine. It shouldn't even, I don't even think it'll, I don't know if it'll result in anything. Like you said, this has happened before. Yeah. It will happen again. Oh, it's yeah. It's not worth making a stink about it. We already know that the stars talk to each other. We already know. I mean, if, if Brad Beal were to come to the Celtics right now, mm-hmm. they would call it tampering because, <laughs> oh, he's Jason Tatum's friend and they have regular text conversation. That's tampering. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. A hundred percent. Like you, like you're not going to stop the players from talking to each other. What's the point in? What's the point? Right. Yeah. Whatever. You know, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it one more time. I'm going to say it one more time. Enough people, Celtics fans. This, this one's for you. Enough. Enough. I'm calling. I'm asking. I am begging. I am pleading for you to stop. Stop with this IT to the Celtics stuff. Please. <laughs> he is not coming here. He won't be a good fit. He is old, and I don't care. I don't care that he just dropped 81 points in Pro AM. He just dropped, what, 60-something last week, too? It's Pro AM. Yeah, talk, to me, talk to me when he drops 81 in Pro PM. <laughs> talk to me when he drops 81 in Pro Midnight, okay? <laughs> you should see the size of the players that he's going up against. I mean, I just watched that first highlight on SportsCenter. The guy was also like 5'10", 5'8". Oh, these fell like to the ground after local Y guys is literally like local Y guys. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. People. He's no, just, he's not going to be a good fit in. If you want him to come, we drop Carson Edwards, Yamadar and Peyton Pritchard. It's the only way. Cause we can't have more undersized guards. I mean, Christ. honestly, like I would take him, but then watch. Okay. So there's people clamoring for him to come back to the Celtics. And I was talking, unless to he's about taking this. a vet minimum. Yeah, that's it. He, and he, he probably will wherever he goes, but, people are so clamoring for him to be on a team, but then watch when he actually gets on a team and it'll probably be crickets. Like, it'll be like, okay, the Celtics side. This is what happened last year IT. with him on the Pelicans. Yeah. yeah. It was like, it was like, oh, cool. IT got on a team. But then I think we forgot it. Like, I think most people forgot he was still on the Pelicans. And then after a week, he, he like, was gone because it was gone. Like, yeah, it was, he I had think it was a 10 day. Deal. He had playing time. He had legitimate playing time in their regular season. Games. A lot of people are injured. Yeah. A lot of people were injured, and he just wasn't the same. Like, he is 5'11 in a league where now you have Cade Cunningham, a point guard at 6'8. That's crazy. Like, good God. It's like, people bigger. are becoming... I mean, it's it's getting bigger. And the way that I can see it starting to shift is these Tyrese Halliburton, Cade Cunningham, even, like, Giannis, John ja Morant, like, these 6'5 and up guys, just lengthy, athletic, quick, long... Mm-hmm. These guys are the guys that are now handling the rock, shooting in the post, outside, inside. I mean, teams are going to get taller and taller. And when you're 5'11 still, you're just not going to be able to guard that. When somebody knows how to use their body, Christ. For for sure. For sure. I would love a reunion at some point. I think people sure. are kind of overstating <laughs> that, you know, like they're, they're going to be so happy now when he's doing well. And obviously I'm happy he's doing well and, you know, the Celtics, you know, for lack of a better word, they they kind of jobbed him on the way out by <laughs> not making him play through the hip injury and are not giving him the right information. But at the end of the day, right now, you know, hopefully he's in a better place. I do hope he finds a team. I think people, 
you know, I don't really like how they continue to be like, oh, like, you know, he deserves it. And then they just kind of, you know, dead silence once he gets on a team and they don't really care about him anymore. So, you know, keep that same energy if you guys want to get IT, you know, on a on an NBA squad again. So that's all I that's all I ask for. Yeah. I, I completely agree. All right. So before we go, I just want to quickly wrap it up with Team USA, the golden team in basketball, both men and women's. They took home the gold. <laughs> the US women's, which were fun to watch. I watched all of their like actual like game games. Mm-hmm. Super fun. Um, they have a they have a great team. So much talent. If you don't watch the WNBA, start watching the WNBA. If you love basketball, my God, they're just fun to watch. They're just fun to watch. And you know what also I love about the WNBA? is in some ways it's a little bit more relatable when you play with regular people i don't know a lot of regular people who can like dunk and throw it down who are crazy athletic yeah a lot of like the WNBA players rely on like skill you gotta be a hoop you gotta be a hooper hooper you gotta be a hooper so it's a great if you are a regular ass person and you want to study some game study the WNBA. yeah oh man some of the some of these uh women that have like they have wonderful strokes like just like perfect releases like i love i love the way they shoot the basketball in the wnba so you know all all powered on all props to them really good stuff yeah and so the men's team beat france they beat the french they beat the french and they beat everyone else they beat australia you know they beat right everybody clapped them across the cheeks took home the gold (laughs) couldn't be more proud of the boys in blue red white and that is <laughs> yeah and so i guess yeah, to go back to, to go back to kind of what we thought when they lost to france right i think we did our podcast right after they lost to france and they had lost australia already and we were like mm, i don't know like i think i think max i didn't think we took it too far i think there was a lot of people that took it too far and said i i saw a bunch of you know old take exposed tweets uh or you know, surfaced at a bunch of surfaced a bunch of tweets, and there was um, a bunch of people, a bunch of you know verified accounts that said like you know Pop needs to go, and you know they should just Cap. expect silver at this point. I Cap. think yeah, Cap. I think what we said, Max, and correct me if I'm mistaken, but I think what we said was we wouldn't be surprised if, if they, they didn't win gold. Yeah. Yes. Because I there's do- good teams out there. Yes. yes. I think I think we came from a standpoint that we shouldn't underestimate the competition and international competition because it's just gotten so much better over the last yep. couple of Olympics. For sure. Like you, you, but you actually said, I remember, Shreyas, you said, you were like, I think that they're going to take home the gold. But we but we qualified our statement. We weren't like, yeah, go USA! Yes. Yes. We were like, we won't be surprised if another team wins. Because, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of talent. I mean, you look at France and you look at Australia. They have a lot of literal NBA players on there. Spain. But also great international players as well. Slovenia, right? Uh, that's where... Yeah. Uh, I mean, Argentina from, right? did not yeah. do well this year, but, like, Argentina has been historically a good team. Yeah. Russia has been historically a good team. I mean, they you know, they weren't in it this year, but... Yeah. Like, there are good teams. Luca during... <laughs> Luca during this Olympics was, like... One of the craziest things to watch, like mm-hmm. trip, like he was acting like it was the NBA and he was gonna, like he took this NBA game on the international. He just knows how to play international basketball. Like the, oh, he yeah. knows all the rules. He knows his teammates. He triple doubles, forty point games. Like I was like, this dude, <laughs> this dude is so insane against all competition. That Slovenia, I think it was France, right? Yeah, France Slovenia the game. semifinal. The semifinal with the you know Batum made the last the last play crazy and they block. lost yep. the crazy block at the end of the game. Awesome game. I think that was the best game of the Olympics for men's basketball. Mm-hmm. But you know a lot of great moments and a lot of great teams. I just said you know let's not over let's not underestimate you know these you know competition. Let's, well, in the Olympics, this, yeah, I agree. In the Olympics this year, it was Kevin Durant and Jason Tatum with. A lot of help from Drew Holiday. Devin Booker had some like decent nights, but it, it, mostly it was Kevin Durant. You know, mm-hmm. we lost, we did lose the preliminary games, and I think that's really what got the haters started. Mm. Um, but I also read another article. It's like you take all these superstars who play on completely different teams for the majority of their years, right? You throw them all together with very little practice, and you're like, go <laughs> make chemistry and go make win, right? 
it's kind of a tough job. So props to these guys for becoming a cohesive team. Again, with having hardly played like with each other on the same team. You know, obviously some people practice together. Some people are friends, whatnot. Da, 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 da. But, you know, for the most part, they don't play together. They came together. They had chemistry. They were making the right plays. And that's just your basketball IQ and just skill. And at the end of the day, you took home gold. That's impressive to do it in such little time with not a lot of practice. Yeah, and so I think that was where my kind of doubts came from was you have guys that these are their first Olympics, you know, not a lot of international experience. We know that, you know, Jason Tatum had some international experience in the FIBA World Championship. But overall, like Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, these are guys that have been, you know, on Olympic rosters before, been to Olympic practices, know, understand what it means to play for their country. And I was like, I don't know, there's a lot of new guys, a lot of new faces is the platform too is the platform too big sometimes you know for the for the new people especially playing against teams that you know consistently put out the same team over and over again during the Olympics. <laughs> you know like, who's going to be on the Australian like, boomers yeah. like you know these guys have been playing together for a long time you know a lot of these european teams they'll play till they're like 40 like they have guys that just know they just have so many veterans right so i was like i don't know like these are great talent talented players in the u.s you shouldn't be surprised if they you know get knocked down to silver or bronze but at the end of the day their talent trumped it was amazing to see drew holiday and chris middleton come off a plane after winning an nba championship and now and go to play Tokyo. yep get to celebrate a gold medal i thought that's insane and drew holiday you know those first couple of games was like honestly one of the only <laughs> only ones giving a lot of effort other than duran tatum so yeah pretty cool that he doesn't have his legs must be just Shot. freaking time yeah. to go 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 smoke a cigar have some champagne and just chill for like the next month yeah you've earned it yeah absolutely. and then get back to work and then go work on work on next season yeah absolutely absolutely all right well the olympics ended on a high i mean congratulations to the u.s for taking home the most medals and the most gold medals too makes you feel proud doesn't it mate oh I'm proud to be an American. No. Ah, well, it's the one time of every four years where we can forget the socioeconomic, economic, and sociopolitical issues that plague the country. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but it was nice. All right. Well, that just about does it. You've been listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Shreyas, and we will see you next time. Peace.